There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. What about, re- <laughs> what about religion in schools? This... this couple would have been seen years gone by as uh, oddballs, you know, upstarts, attention seekers. But they speak for a lot of people in today's society where they don't want their children having anything at all to do with religion. Yeah, I think that the society is becoming more secular. Of course, there's still a taste for people with uh, faith and spirituality. Um, but the, the, the idea that it's sort of compulsory is being challenged more and more um, as the years go on. I, I know myself, you know, I had a Catholic primary school education and we did math, English and RE. They were the three, you know, sort of hardcore subjects. And, you know, you had to go to math during class and you had to do confession in the gym. Like it was the full works. Um, whereas now when kids are at primary school, it opens it up where they you know, do a bit of French and there's more focus on art and music and all those different things. Like we did a little bit of that as well. But really religious education was, you know, the main sort of staple. And then whenever I went on to secondary school, I went to sort of a mainly Protestant grammar school. Um, and I did the, the GCSE. I did the religious studies GCSE. I think I got I got a B or a C. I know I didn't get an A, but I got a B or a C. I can't quite remember. I'm getting so old. Um, and then whenever I went into sixth form to do my A-levels, we were told that we had to do, um, you know, like one period or two periods a week of religious education. And at the time, um, I felt that it was too much focused on Christianity and that I wasn't learning uh, about other religions and, and, and other people's sort of faith experiences. So I chose to absent myself from those classes. Now, at the time, I didn't realise that they weren't compulsory because you were in sixth year or whatever. It was just something that they tried to add into the to the curriculum along with, you know, a few other um, you know, sort of different um, topics outside of your A-level exams. So I was kind of ahead of myself in that I opted out of it, not knowing that I actually could do that. I was being a bit rebellious. Um, and it wasn't because, you know, um, I don't have any respect for religion or anything like that. It was just because I was like, you know, all I'm hearing about is Christianity. I want to know more about the rest of the world and what other people believe. Um, and that that would be my viewpoint on it. Uh, looking at this now, like I know in, in integrated schools and some of the other schools, there is that sort of look at, you know, Hinduism and Buddhism and uh, Hare Krishna and all those different things. But I would love it if, if there was a class that wasn't necessarily religious studies and it was more about philosophy and world outlook and personal development rather than just sort of a, a narrow focus on, on religious education. Yeah, because there are two types of religious education as you've uh, described there. There's the learning about Jesus and learning about the commandments and learning about the cut and thrust of the Bible. And then there's an overview of the world 
where you hear about so many different religions and lifestyles and what really influences people. But then there's a third dimension. People who believe that when you die, you go into a hole in the ground and that is the end of it. So for those people, they don't want to be wasting time learning about what has often been described as mumbo jumbo in the past, so they do, they don't they, they just seem it they just think of it as time absolutely wasted, and they don't want their children's minds to be filled with what our minds are full of, for better or for worse. If you if you're a believer and you embrace it and you get great benefit from it, then that's for better. If you are tied down by it and you feel restricted and you're angry because of everything you've learned, that's for worse. So they they don't they don't want their child to be opening a mind to what can be a very difficult topic. They simply want to believe that you leave you lead your life and you die. There's no religion involved. Yeah, well, I think that I think it's 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 the right of parents to choose what's what's best for their children with regard to that topic. You know, um, but because religion is is a choice, it's a choice to believe in something. It's a choice. You know, there, like, obviously religious people and maybe people who are Christians would would say that uh, their truth um, about the existence of God and an afterlife or whatever else is the the definitive truth. But that is challenged, of course, uh, by people. So I can understand where this couple are coming from if they don't want their children um, to be forced to. to to learn about this and it to be a choice and I think that's a good thing and um, you know because I like I was born in 1979 so I was going through school in the 80s and 90s and my parents were Catholic and Protestant and neither of them were kind of church going um, type of people and the, the way that it was left for me was that I explored religion myself so I took myself off to mass I, I made it my business to read the Bible um, and, and make a choice for myself and it was something you new. Know, I used to go down to St. Therese on the on the summer road and sit and light a candle and you know think about things you know, as it maybe seems a little odd for somebody so young. And then it wasn't really until I got into my teen years that I kind of decided that this really wasn't for me. It wasn't something that um, I felt that I wholeheartedly believed in. So I, I kind of removed myself from it. But I understand that, that faith is an important thing to people and having religion um, is important to a lot of people. So I wouldn't disrespect someone who does go to mass or who does go to church or who, who believes in God or whatever. Um, I kind of take like a, an, an atheist sort of ag- agnostic view of it. I wouldn't be sort of arrogant enough to say that I do or don't know definitively um, what happens whenever you die. But um, you know, I'm, but do you I'm think do you think a family? But do you think a family should have the right to say my five-year-old is not attending a religious lesson? I don't care what the rules in the school are. My five-year-old is not going into that class. I, I do, although I suppose whenever you sign up to a school, you know what the ethos of the school is going into it. Um, so, you know, there is that element of, well, you knew what you were getting yourself in for and these are the rules. Uh, but I think um, increasingly you'll, you'll see more of this as, as, as time goes by. Uh, we are becoming a more secular society. I don't believe whenever uh, people use the argument, you know, this is a Christian country. I don't think that that is accurate, um, you know, an accurate description of this part of the world in any way. And you can, you can see that the, that the churches have less of an influence um, uh, on, on sort of uh, how people conduct their lives than they used to. You know, you see that with the, the repeal referendum in the Republic and you see that with church attendances, um, you know, across the board. Uh, of course, it's important still to, to, 
thousands and thousands of people, but the idea that this um, sort of one way of thinking or a one way of religious teaching is sort of a, a set all, um, just I just don't, don't don't think it's realistic. And increasingly, you're going to see um, more people not want uh, to be educated um, in religious studies. But to, to a certain extent, even for someone like me who doesn't um, have religion and faith at the centre of their life, um, I think it's a little bit of a shame because I like the idea of everybody learning about everything and everybody else, and then you make the decision for yourself. Yeah, it's a very strong point. Uh, Amanda, thank you. Thank you very much indeed. What, what's your opinion on it? You've heard Amanda Ferguson, journalist, uh, talking in the round about the teaching of religion. 02890 Should parents have the right to say their five-year-old in primary one must not learn any religion going through school? Geordie is the point about this. Good morning, Geordie. Good morning, Frank. Uh, I would like to concur absolutely with Amanda. She is she has hit the nail on the head. Religious education in this country, Frank, I can't speak about others, but in this country, it's young people being indoctrinated by older people. And let's face it, those older people are carrying a lot of baggage. They're going to pass that on to the younger generation. It's not a gift, Frank, it's a burden. It's leaving the polarization of society. And a lot of the time, a lot of the people who would speak strongly about their religious views have little or no knowledge of other religions. Therefore, they have little or no respect for them. A child at age five, you said, should they be, uh, should you be able to withdraw those children from religious education classes? Absolutely. And I think any responsible parent should allow that child to make up their own mind on how they intend to live their life. And they shouldn't be indoctrinated at a young age where they just haven't had enough knowledge or enough time to arrive at the conclusions. So at what time should you learn about religion then? Because if you're going to make up your own mind and you're not going to take the guidance of your parents, which would be there is nothing... There is no God. When you die, you go into the grave and you disappear. That's what the parents would be teaching. So if you're, if you're going to be more open-minded than that, at what, what age would be an appropriate age to, to listen to a minister or a priest or a, a, a rabbi or an, an imam, to, to listen to people like that? Frank, all religions are telling basically the same story, that if you are that person, you will find your path to where you need to go to. And nobody will need to prompt you. You will discover that. And if you discover it yourself, it must be for you. You will embrace it and you will go forward. If you don't discover it, well, then it wasn't for you. Personally, what you said there, whenever you die, you went to a hole in the ground, you turn into compost, end of story. Uh, my personal view in religion is it was uh, introduced thousands of years ago because people were unruly and you couldn't threaten them with anything. Life was short and life was hard. So let's uh, let's make this guy a threat. Look, if you don't behave yourself in your hair, you'll go to hell for eternity. And what sort of a place is hell? It's a terrible place. You don't want to go there. Behave yourself in your hair. To the line, behave yourself. Pay your taxes. And uh, that, that's the purpose of religion. It's to discipline the masses. People should be able to make that decision themselves. Shouldn't have it forced upon them. 
especially at a young age. Look at our country. Look what religion and strong views on religion has done to this country. Look across the water in the UK mainland. Religions, different cultures, because people have been indoctrinated at a young age. All right, um, Jordy, uh, thank you. Of course, many people listening would say, look at the other side of religion, where there are good people doing wonderful things. There's joy in the air. There's love your neighbour. There's helping the downtrodden. Religion has that strand to it as well. But is it divisive? Of course it is. There's no arguing with Jordy on that. It is incredibly divisive. But that point that he makes that, you know, hundreds, thousands of years ago, it was decided that the masses were so unruly that a god was invented or a series of different types of gods were invented to keep people under control, that you need to adhere to the rules or the big man in the sky will punish you when you die. Is that, is that where it came from or is it real? Is it absolutely real? So it goes back to how you feel in your heart and in, in your mind. Is a child at a disadvantage if he or she isn't introduced to that option, that option of learning about the presence of something beyond when you die and to make a decision on whether or not that presence does actually exist?